Welcome to the Intelligence for Life podcast. I'm John Tesh with Gib Gerard and Gib. Let's get right to it. We need to talk about something <laughs> very cutting edge. It's called the Netflix commitment ring. Have you heard about this? <laughs> if, no. you, if you've ever waited to watch the next episode, you do this with your wife, okay? You wait to watch the next episode of your favorite show with your significant other. You make a deal, uh-huh. but you find out that they already watched it without you. Oh, and yeah. We've talked about this on the TV show, and we call it, uh, what is that called? Netflix, Netflix adultery. Yeah, and my wife is a bad liar, so I catch her every time. Yeah, yeah, okay. And you have to pretend, yeah, you're, you're a pretty good liar, so you're, <laughs> you're probably better at that. It's not called lying, it's called acting. There you go. Uh, well, you've had training. There's now a way to make sure this doesn't happen. It's called the Netflix commitment ring, and a British company came up with the invention, each person wears one of the... This sounds more like an American invention. <laughs> I thought the British were too cool for this. But anyway, each person wears one of the rings, and they have technology inside that connects to your favorite streaming app. When the rings are close together, it activates the app so you can watch your favorite shows. But when only one ring is around, you won't be able to watch. I mean, this is genius. It's, it's absolutely genius. I, I, I want to get one so badly because there's a handful of shows. Here's the thing, though. There's shows that I watch that my wife doesn't watch. So I have my own like, I have my own shows that I need to be able to watch without her. But then we also have our shows that that I, I can I set certain shows up. That's what I want to do. I want to take our shows and those get unlocked with the commitment rings, and the other ones don't. But I need oh, it I'm because sure, yeah. my wife totally threw me under the bus with a show recently, and there are huge holes in it, and I have to always ask her to to explain it to me, and I feel I feel bad about myself, and so I want one of these rings. This sounds like the Mummy Part One or something like that, where you have to get the amul- amulet and you have to or or what's her name uh wonder woman you got to put the thing in the in the thing and it activates the thing basically like My every, vocabulary shot every <laughs> fantasy film you've ever seen has some sort yeah. of trope where there you have to put the two things together so yeah it just shows the egyptians were way ahead of their there time there we go that was i was looking that's the word i was looking for egyptian so the uh, the but the fact we, we just don't trust each other anymore yeah no we can't we can't <laughs> here's the thing we can't expect somebody to just not watch the show without you you now have to get technology to enforce what once was just done with with your word so this is uh this is uh, supposedly the uh, the antidote for the Netflix adultery thing cheating on your on your uh, how appropriate that it's rings <clears throat> right commitment yeah, rings yeah yeah uh, but it's, the other thing is. You know, uh, many uh, uh, relationships apparently have broken up because somebody has cheated on the Netflix queue. Oh, yeah. You know, the, the thing where, where you agree that this is our show and then somebody goes and like, ah, oh, well, you were out at your basketball game a little late and so I had nothing to do, so I watched it. You surf. You find something else to watch. You don't get to watch one of our shows when I'm not there. That's just not okay. And you know what? I'm glad that now I have technology that will enforce this. I think we need to come up with Netflix uh, commitment handcuffs. So my wife literally <laughs> cannot touch the remote the unless chast- I'm in chastity a belt. Yeah, Netflix chastity. Well, now belt. we're getting a little weird. Yeah. <laughs> a chastity remote. <laughs> That's very funny. Uh, now, of course, whenever we do a piece on this on this podcast, I of course immediately, you know, when, when I'm doing the research, you know, I immediately go to Amazon to see if it's available because I'm just ordering everything now. Everything we have in the show, I order it, mm-hmm. uh, but it's not available in the U- U.S. yet. It's only available in the U.K. So you're going to have to move there. Uh, to get them, but they are headed here, so they're testing them out on the Brits, right? right just like yeah. they did with tea. <laughs> and, and, tested tea. Over they tested there. tea and foreign wars on them, and then right. we decided it's right. good enough for yeah. America, yeah. and we got into well, it. Yeah, and then we reversed them out. We tested Hamilton here in the yeah. theater in Broadway. Now that's over there. Yeah. Okay. So, um, and and please, if your relationship is broken up because of Netflix adultery, oh. we we want to interview you on the program. Can I say, and, I, as horrible as Netflix adultery may be, if your relationship broke up because of Netflix. 
I think maybe you had some deeper problems. Yeah. Just putting that out there. Yeah. You know, is there a way to shut off the thing? Because, uh, you know, Netflix keeps a record of, of the, it's like you, you might also like, and they, uh-huh. they yeah, and so that's, that can be embarrassing for me. What you need to do is create multiple sub accounts uh-huh. for different moods. Oh, we're lying again. This well, is no, terrible. You're just, you're just lying to the algorithm. You can lie to machines. That's totally acceptable. That's 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 not immoral. Okay. You but you create multiple <clears throat> sub accounts. One for like hungry John. So if you're really hungry, Sick. it'll have like all the stuff that you uh, like to watch when you're uh, hungry. Or if you're sad, it can have all the recommendations for sad. And you can basically put your mood as sub accounts in there. It's great. That's great. So we've reached we've reached the uh, the end of our our usefulness on this story. So let's move on to. Uh, uh, to memory intelligence, if you are like me and you regularly forget to bring your cell phone or your dry cleaning along when you leave home, yep, uh, I, I have a guy that does my dry cleaning. Uh, do no, everybody has a guy that does the dry cleaning? <laughs> if you do your own dry cleaning, that's impressive. Uh, who does I mean, he, come, he comes to the house and picks it up? Okay, so that's that yeah, thing. There's a guy. I, I, mean, I, I would not be able to find my way to the dry cleaning. Or I would not be able to. I, I've never been in a bank. Not, I mean, I haven't been in a bank since 2001. I think maybe, <laughs> or even before that. Now, and isn't I went he, in there. I went isn't in, he so relatable, folks? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, okay. So do this to jog your memory. You leave an attention-grabbing object by the front door to remind you that you've got something to remember. Now, this idea is similar to tying a string around your finger. But when you see that, you're just like, oh, it's a string around my finger. What, what's it? Instead, you hang a colorful scarf on the doorknob. Or you leave a superhero figurine by your keys, or you would like give you would like build a little uh, Lego castle from your kids around uh-huh. your phone. Research in the Journal of Psychological Science found people who put a figurine of an elephant by the door, where they couldn't help but see it, were seventy six percent more likely to remember what they were supposed to compared to those who didn't use a memory jogging object. It's genius. I mean, Re- researchers say the attention grabbing reminders work because they stand out as unusual in the spot where you need to take action, like leaving the house. Mm-hmm. It causes you to stop and think. Anything that anything that can break up the mundanity mundanity of your daily life and force you to pay attention. Because one of the things that happens is I don't I don't see objects in my house that are always there. They're just there, and my mind doesn't register them every time I walked by. I mean, I would have a nervous breakdown if every time I walked past the couch, my brain said, couch is there, couch mm-hmm. is there. Mm-hmm. So obviously obviously there are things like that, like where we keep our keys, where we keep our phone, that we start to forget about. And, and putting something big in there, putting something that no, very noticeable in there is a, is a really good way to do it. But isn't the colorful, colorful scarf on the doorknob... Your way of telling your college roommate that uh, you met somebody and, and you guys are in the room? <laughs> that's one of those, yeah. yeah. I, uh, you remember when I read the book Memory Palaces? Yes. I think that's what it was yes. called. Yeah, it, was, it was about a journalist who decided that he wanted to enter the you know, an international uh, memory contest. And, um, and basically, you have to memorize like decks of cards and the Bible and all, all kinds of stuff. But they use these things called memory palaces. They don't, they don't actually memorize the stuff. They, they, use, um, they, use, they connect it to images. Mm-hmm. Right, and I'm like that because I I'm not like yeah you're 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 really good at memorizing all of your lines for your your movies and stuff. I'm not great at memorizing lyrics. I, I wasn't until I read this book, and so now when I sing like you know Beyond the Sea or It's the Most Wonderful Time of the Year, or whatever, I see I see images, and I connect images to each one of those words and 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 phrases. So this is basically that you're connecting, but you're connecting something that's 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 ridiculous, right? It has to be something that's 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 strange. So that it won't uh, it won't trigger the you wrong. You can't kind of literally just imagine somewhere beyond a sea, 
Right. It has to right, be something. Right. It has to be something bigger than that, right. so that your brain. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, ba- basically, what we're doing is we're hacking our brains into paying attention. Yeah. I mean, we've become so jaded. That's the reality. Is we're just so jaded with all the yeah. all of the constant yeah. input that we have to actually make the stuff exceptional that we need to actually remember. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, if you want to uh, stop and think, take stock of what you need to do without having to rely on a to do list or a note uh, taped to the door. Use something like a, like a colorful, colorful scarf on the doorknob or a superhero figurine I, by your key. Can we just ahead. take a step back? What is wrong with the to-do list on the door? What is wrong with putting a little post-it note with the checklist of things you got to remember to bring? I mean, that's, this is great. Look, I love this. Yeah. I love the little hack. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, use a pen and paper. It's write not, it, write no, it down. It's just not as much fun. And we it's not as sexy. We, we wouldn't have a podcast. So <laughs> let's, just, let's, let's leave that part of it alone. Let's just edit out that part. Uh, okay, so moving on. You know the the um, I'm sure you you know Gib by uh, and we we make it to uh, New York City a lot of times and you go you see the library there and you notice that nobody's going in anymore. Uh, the library really s- really suffered when, when you know when people when Kindle happened right when, when the internet happened, happened it right, just ruined right, it right, right right. But now I mean the internet is actually they they have morphed a little bit where where you can actually go in there and use the internet if you yeah. don't have a computer at home. So that's that they found a you know a way around that and they're also having you know events and and things uh, like this. My kids um, love the library. You can check it. out movies on on DVD, mm-hmm. but the, but this is really awesome. They've come up with this thing where people can the people can pick up at the library now. So neckties. So public libraries in big cities, uh, and you know they they have a quote unquote homeless um, problem. I guess you would say because uh, a, a lot of homeless people are congregating there. Right. And one of the reasons is they don't have jobs. Right. right. Of course. So the public libraries in big cities have started letting patrons check out ties. So they can look appropriate for job interviews. So the program started at four libraries in New York City and one in Philly because they found that a lot of men didn't have proper interview attire. So each tie, uh, a checkout tie, comes in a box and has a barcode sewn into the back so they can be checked out like a book. I just, this makes me cry. Uh, All the time (laughs) on the box is, and this is what I would need, right? On the box is interview advice, right? Like the top five ways to get get the job and directions, Gib, on how to make a Windsor knot. I mean, it's, it's what we need. Yeah. It's, it, it, yeah. What I like about this is, 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 to your point, is that libraries are adapting to who's going to visit them. Uh, they're adapting to what the needs of the community are, and and that's that's incredible. And what an unbelievable service. What a, what a great story somebody's going to be able to tell. Like, hey, I was down to nothing. I couldn't even afford a tie, and uh, I got the tie at the library, and that led to this, this, and this, and that's when I founded the next Facebook. Because, <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. I got the tie. Yeah. The, yeah. Oh, this this would have worked for uh, uh, what's uh, J.K. Rowling, who was like yeah. li- living out of her car or something when she was writing Harry she Potter. Had Nobody to borrow would... money to get prints of her manuscript of the original Harry Potter. We know lots of people that they lived out. Of, I mean, I mean, I met Jewel not long ago. She and her mom lived out of their out of their car before she became a recording artist. She could have yeah. gotten a tie. I don't know library. that Jewel needed a tie. I know that folk singers are not the ones that need the she ties. Could have put her put hair in a ponytail or something. And know? what's great about it, it, it overlaps so well because the library has the internet connection, and you can do the you can do the virtual interview from the library with your new with your newfound right, checked out right. tie. It's it's absolutely great. It's really, and don't forget that the, the all the ties are donated. So if you take one, you know, you, got, you have ties lying around at home. Take them to the to the library. Tell them you heard this on the on the podcast and 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 donate the tie. Just I just love this program. Congratulations to you guys at the library figuring this out. Uh, that's that segues us to something. Um, this is the hardest segue probably ever. We're going to talk about uh, you know the altruistic uh, libraries in New York City offering mm-hmm. ties to uh, people who don't have jobs too. Um, to miniature pigs, of okay, course. Yes. There's no other way to do this than just. Uh, apparently, there's a problem with uh, with miniature pigs. 
They're also known as micro pigs, teacup pigs, and pocket pigs. And they, they're, they're, if you look all over the internet, they're all the rage as pets. Everybody wants a, a, a one of these things. So Who wouldn't? L- listen to this number. Over a million mini pigs have been sold in the last 15 years alone. Now, n- here's, the, here's the problem. 90% of the pigs bought as pets end up in a shelter or a sanctuary. A pig sanctuary? Before the age of yeah, two. Pig sanctuary, pig sanctuary <laughs> is called bacon. That's a pig sanctuary. Oh, that's terrible. They end up in the sanctuary before age two because why? You know why. They, they get too big and they, yeah. they make a mess. Most of them aren't mini teacup, micro, or pocket-sized at all. Most of them grow up to be half ton. So that's 1,000 pounds. Big, that's how big hogs. a pig gets to be? Yeah. It's half a ton? It's 1,000 pounds. Wow. First of all, I didn't know the pigs got that big. But secondly, can you imagine the look on the face of... Because my kids would would flip for a pig, and I would totally go buy a micro pig. The look on the face of the wives of the guys that bring home the micro pigs that turn into 1,000-pound sows, Yeah, uh, that yeah. I want to see. Yeah, it that's, that's universal. Yeah. That that's universal. That would have happened to me because Connie would have gone off to do a movie for a month and a half uh-huh. and come back and... <laughs> there would have been a giant pig. I, I have a farm. Yeah. <laughs> And guess what? Yeah, pork chops for a year, everybody. So um, according to this report, unless you're a pig expert, you cannot tell the difference between pig breeds. I think if you're a pig expert, <laughs> the odds of you buying a micro pig as a pet are very low. So listen to this. The average price of a mini pig is $2,000. And uh, so wow. there, there are many, of course, this is now this is a business. So there has to be a dishonest breeder. They're scamming people by selling the wrong pigs. Now, now we get into the the the. the Somewhere um, there's a pig farmer who has been breeding his pigs to be larger and larger for yeah, generations, yeah. and is just livid that this is a trend. Well, my parents, my my grandparents, you know, who lived in rural rural hall, North Carolina, they didn't believe in any pets, and if you were a pet, you didn't last very long yeah. on, the, on the farm. You ended up in that that place with all the, the little breakfast. Thank it's you. called breakfast, or the trough with the water. Uh, so they don't. So they don't. They wouldn't. They wouldn't like this story at all. But but now we get to the legal part of this. The American Mini Pig Association. There is an association. There's an association for everything now. Recommends finding a reputable breeder that spays and neuters their piglets, and guarantees they'll find a new home for your pig if anything goes wrong. I love that. If anything goes wrong. <laughs> if you have an actual micro pig, what could possibly go wrong? Yeah. That's yeah. The, again, you know, not to be too crass about this, but if something goes wrong with your with your dog. Y- that's a really that's that's a hard thing. If something goes wrong with your pig, <laughs> it's 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 breakfast. Am I the only one that feels like that? You know, we got a webcam in here somewhere. <laughs> Let's just get a pig and uh, and we'll see how long it. We'll 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 measure. It like, like, could like, smell any worse in here? Like a oh gosh, like I used to measure Prima. You know, like every yeah. every year we just measure the pig every uh-huh. month and and we and people can follow along. Yeah, we do like a live webcam, like our own version <laughs> of Charlotte's Web. Yeah, well, this is, you know, we've sort of uh, uh, degraded ourselves into a not very uh, grown-up conversation here. So uh, that segues us into a, uh, there's now a, a book called Adulting, How to Become, a, it was a terrible segue, uh, a book called Adulting, How to Become a Grown-Up. So the question is, gentlemen, and ladies, you can listen here too, when are you officially mature enough to call yourself a grown-up? Apparently, there is a list from this book of things every guy needs to know by the age of 21. See how you do at home. Play along with us. First, you must know how to tie a tie and use an iron. The book okay. says it'll make you look capable, plus you never know when small details about your, your looks, like a perfectly knotted tie or an iron shirt, can help you get a new job or a date. Well, let me say this. First of all, tying a tie is great. You need to learn how to tie a tie, but it's less and less important in the modern business world. Uh, I know a lot of people, very successful in almost every circumstance, who, who wear a tieless shirt. And then let me also introduce you to a new fact, wrinkle-free clothing. 
I cannot emphasize this enough. I am terrible with an iron. I know I've, I've watched all the YouTube videos I can possibly watch about how to iron a shirt and I still mess it up. And I'm going to tell so a wrinkle free shirt is a lifesaver for me. An absolute lifesaver. I don't even know where to find one of those. I, you, it, just, it, you just Google wrinkle free shirts or just call, you know, wherever you get your shirts now, it just ask for the wrinkle free fabric. I, my, if I, if I bought a wrinkle free shirt uh-huh. and didn't iron my own shirt, uh-huh. my mom would raise from the dead and come after me. The ghost of Mildred. That might be, it may be, may be a nice thing. You can see mom again. <laughs> Get you a yeah, I like shirt. I like ironing my shirt. You know, you know how you like you like uh, washing the washing the dishes at home. Uh-huh. I like ironing my shirt. It's it's uh, it's therapy. I like me. washing the dishes at home because when I'm washing them, nobody bothers me. Yeah, because there I, you go. Is that why you like ironing nope, your yeah, shirts? Yeah. Well, the, the, the ironing shirts is, it's a little di- a little more dangerous because I have actually burned myself before. Because uh, a lot of times I'll iron with 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 very little clothing on because mm-hmm. because the shirt's being ironed. Right, of course. <clears throat> Just don't iron with the shirt on. Okay, so again from the book Adulting: How to Become a Grown Up. By the way, uh, I, remind me to tell you a story about my assistant Entertainment Tonight who ironed her uh, her jeans while they were on. I Is there more I, to that story than that? I, I, think, I think I just told you. <laughs> That's ridiculous. She has a scar that looks a lot like an iron. It's a true story. Okay, guys. I hope by, she got a cool tattoo to cover it up now. No. By age 21, gentlemen, you should also know the right amount of cologne to wear. So here's a, a good rule of thumb. Spray cologne on before you get dressed so mm-hmm. it's on you, mm-hmm. not on your clothing. That's yep. the tip from the book. Yeah, and if you can smell it, you put on too much. Yeah. Right? So don't think if you put on a little bit and you don't smell it anymore that you didn't put on enough. Leave it alone. One or two sprays max is my is my go to. And again, we have this problem. We get to talk about the Uber cars again. You know, we were just on the road again, and uh, and at three out of the four Uber cars, we we now because because Connie is so sensitive to this, I, I actually now text the driver and say if you if your car has has is smell if you have heavy cologne or your car smells like uh, like air freshener, uh-huh. just 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 cancel this now, you know. <laughs> Yeah, because you, you can't you can't put it in there as a as a. Uh, I want to know how many stars you have, because yeah, you know like, the writers get like stars me. too. I know. I bet I you know. there's uh, three stars. Can't, right. can't wear my cologne. So you got to know you got to know how much cologne to wear. Uh, another thing, by age 21, every guy should know how to ask a woman on a real date, meaning a one-on-one date with something specific planned. Uh, there's something charming about a true gentleman. Says the book who asks a woman out and has a plan in mind. I remember when Prima, Nobody. Prima, your sister used to get texts. That said, uh, when she was in high school, it said uh, the word prom and then question mark. What? What a loser. Well, you th- it's the thing, though. The, the people anymore, they don't, they don't have to ask people on real dates. It, everything's, everything's an app. You have like an on-demand dating app where you just keep swiping until you guys decide to meet at a restaurant. Right, and, it's right. not, and it's not even like a full-on date. It's, that's all it is now. There's no, there is no more dating. I, I actually did, when I was in high school, one of the best things I ever learned was how to just ask a girl out. It made it so easy to get a date because you would just say, hey, we're going to go out this weekend. Sometimes they'd say no. Sometimes they'd say yes. But more often than not, they would just say yes because they were so taken aback by the fact that you didn't limp into it. You just looked them in the yeah. eyes and asked them out on a date. Yeah. yeah. Well, you've got, uh, you've got cojones. I mean, you can do that. When I, when I was in high school, I, I, if there was texting, I would have done the same thing that kid did. I think. Again, so that's how to tell if you're, uh, if you're a real man. Uh, what, what things you should be able to do by, when, you're, when you're 21 from the book. Adulting, it's a really good I'm uh, half a, a man, book. I found out, according to this. There you you have it. Hey, so coming up in just a moment, we're going to teach you with some really serious help how to become a human lie detector. You just have to know what to look for. So research shows that people subconsciously add tiny physical and verbal clues that reveal when they're being untruthful. So poker players call these 
Tells. Tells, which helped them decide whether an opponent's bluffing. So researchers at the University of Michigan, they wanted to make lie detecting easier, so they developed new software to analyze body language and verbal choices. And they, we're going to find out in just a moment how you can spot a liar very, very easily, just yourself in any situation, whether it's at work or it's a, it's a, a guy or a woman on, on a date or it's your kids or whatever. You're going to be a, a human lie detector. So, Gabe, I love these guys at Johnson Health Tech Matrix. So glad they're a sponsor. I think it's a great fit for intelligence for your life because I love to work out at home. Uh, the problem with the home fitness equipment is that it's, it's, it's usually not as high tech as what you find in the it's in lower the, grade you can f- every step you take yeah. you can feel that the yeah. treadmill is not have the the structural integrity that the good ones at the gym have yeah. and it's hard to find one that you can buy without having a giant gym contract uh that that works really well and the the matrix line of treadmills is actually just the same treadmills that you can get at the gym they're unbelievable they're yeah. fantastic yeah what i love too and i, I always thought this was really goofy but, uh, but I, I tried this where you can run, you can bike, you can walk, you can pick a destination like the Northern Rockies. And, mm-hmm. and so it's not goofy the way it used to be where it's like, you know, an eight millimeter projector <laughs> over your shoulder. No, it's just, but it gives you the sensation that H- you're running. It's HD yes. footage. Yeah. Well, I, so you know this about me. I, one of my favorite ways to exercise, I love to run outside. We both run marathons. We like to run outside. I, don't, I do not like running on a track. I do not like running on a treadmill. However, when it's raining outside, I need to run on a treadmill. I can't run outside. There, there's just times when I need to run the treadmill. This simulation really does it for me. Yeah, I can yeah. run so much farther, so much more easily if I just pretend that I'm running through the fjords, you know, whatever yeah, it is. Yeah, I, yeah. I, there's a view all around me. It's, it's fantastic. But stop the presses because this is the reason I'm all in on, on Johnson Health Tech Matrix. They have the built-in Sprint 8 high-intensity interval training app. It only takes 20 minutes a day. You torch calories and build muscle. All we talk about is high-intensity high interval, interval training, training and how much it's made a bit difference in our life. So head over to johnsonfit.com slash matrix. You're going to see the lineup, and you'll change the way you think about home fitness. And, uh, and there's a deal Gibbs going to tell you about. Yeah, uh, if, if you can save up to $400 on treadmills, bikes, ellipticals, whatever you're trying to look for to put in your house, you get free shipping, and it's 100% satisfaction guaranteed. All you got to do to get that deal is go to johnsonfit.com dot com slash matrix that's johnsonfit.com slash matrix you get up to four hundred dollars off now what works great with uh with matrix fitness is is the right kind of vitamins i i have a i have a big problem with uh with my vitamin thing and 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 my my wife just busted me on this tell people mine too so we uh you and i have a vitamin addiction and by the way one of the ways that i learned about vitamins I, I do a little bit of research online, and I, you know, I don't know what I'm looking at. We have a friend who blew out his kidneys because he took the wrong vitamins, had to have a kidney transplant, got really sick. Um, I, I go to you. I ask you what vitamins to take, and that's not always the most reliable thing. You just tell me whatever vitamin you're into at the moment. Right. So I went online to the, uh, to the Care Of website, and I, they took me through. They asked all these questions about my lifestyle about all of the things that I'm into, where, where my problem areas are, like, do you have trouble focusing? Do you have trouble with this? And, and you tell them all these things about you, and they come up with a custom set of vitamins that you should be taking to help improve the parts of your life that are derelict. So maybe it's gut pain. Maybe you have a hard time with bloating when you eat. Maybe you have a hard time going, if you know what I mean. They have different vitamins for different parts of your gastrointestinal tract. It's, it's, it's incredible. And here's the other thing. My wife just made me throw away a whole bunch of vitamins. The packs come, and they're just little subtle packs. They look like tea bags. Yeah, yeah. 
And this, so she doesn't even know I got a yeah, whole yeah. new slew of vitamins. Yeah, this is the best thing for me because Connie just bought me one of those those plastic things with the little windows, uh-huh. and, they, and they, uh, it looks like the uh, the thing that you the the uh, thing you get at Christmas where the, the, the old Advent truck. calendar. Yeah, Advent <laughs> calendar. <laughs> so I love the daily packs that Care of sends. Uh-huh. I mean, it, it's really amazing, and you spend less money and all that. So listen, do do this, and you don't have the bottles cluttering yeah. up your pantry. Yeah, I yeah. have so many bottles, yeah. and I, it takes me half an hour yeah. just to fill my little my little Advent yeah, calendar. I forget to take my vitamins, and so then I'll take like. You know, twenty five thousand units Not of how it vitamin works. D on a Thursday. So go go to uh, takecareof.com. It's one word: takecareof.com, and get a personalized recommendation today. Do the full quiz. Do the right. full thing. I yeah, promise give, give you, you'll get some amazing results. You'll get some. I got vitamins I never heard of. Yeah, our listeners can get fifty percent off their first order when they use the code Tesh. So that's takecareof.com. Please check it out. Offer code Tesh for fifty percent off your first order. As promised, Gib, we're going to turn everybody into a human lie detector. You can spot a liar. It's now possible. You just have to know what to look for. I, You know, one of my favorite, uh, it was on for a couple of seasons. Lie to me. Lie to me. What a, it, you it, love it, that it, show. It was all about micro spot. I'm going to go back and watch, rewatch that. Uh, micro expressions. And uh, gosh, with Tim Roth. Tim Roth. Yeah, yep. he, yeah great he was, show. He was fantastic. So anyway, research shows. I think we're all obsessed with getting into people's heads like that. That's yeah, why we. That's yeah. why the poker phenomenon yeah. took off. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, if you can spot a liar, I mean, think about how successful. I mean, it's, I mean, it's almost like uh, like having a superpower. It is like having a superpower. Yeah. How about that? So research shows we subconsciously add tiny physical verbal verbal clues that reveal when we're being untruthful. So poker players call them. Tells. tells. They help them decide whether an opponent's bluffing. So researchers at the University of Michigan, let me take you through this, they wanted to make lie detecting easier, Gibbs, so they developed new software to analyze body language and verbal choices. They trained the software using video footage of known liars. So think defendants and witnesses in courtrooms who were later proven to have lied on the stand. So people like Bill Clinton, people like that. The result, well, yeah, hey, come on. That's not a bad example. The software is accurate 75% of the time. That's better than trained FBI interrogators who are accurate only about half the time. Their research showed that liars are nearly twice as likely, first of all, to gesture a lot with both hands compared to people telling the truth who use only one hand, one or the other, because people tend to gesture more when they're nervous. So what does that say? Are Italians impossible to figure out if we're lying? Yep. Because we yeah, gesture all yeah, the time? Yeah. Well, there's other, there's other things you can use. If you can't use if you're... So if you're with an Italian, <laughs> so, yeah, so your wife must be lying all the time. Yeah. Liars, well, there's another way to tell. Liars are three times, they found, more likely to scowl or grimace while they're speaking because they're concentrating so hard on keeping their story straight that they don't think to control the look on their faces. Boy, I, that's me. Yet another I, yet I look. Another I look so, yeah. I, I concentrate. So I can't lie to anybody. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's it's you. You look like you uh, like your your producer is talking in your ear, and you have to count down <laughs> to go to commercial. Like back when you used to do the Olympics, right? John right. has this face that he gets. Yeah. Where where uh, where back when he would do broadcasting, uh, the it's really hard to do what he used to do. Uh, where where the producer talks in your ear, and you have to keep talking um, into the microphone while somebody is telling you to wrap it up or telling you that you have to throw to something else, and he gets this face. That looks like he's oh. going to start drooling, uh, uh, and yeah. you have to know him to know that it's happening. But uh-huh. but for those of us that know him, it's a very fun face to watch. You know, over concentrated face. You, you know, I really wish you could experience this because you do. You have headphones on, right? And uh, and then there's one guy speaking. The director is counting you to commercial, and then producer is telling you what's coming up next. You got that in your in your right ear. But sometimes you'll get a producer who doesn't have much experience. So they hit that key, right? When they hit that key, you sort of lose your your voice in your in your headphones. Mm-hmm. You just hear them. 
And so <laughs> I won't tell you this guy's name. His first name was Dave. But he would he'd hit the key and he'd go, um, John, listen, um, what? And you don't need all that. It's not like you're you're going on a date or something. You know, <laughs> just, just tell I me just need, how many how, what, what what commercial am I leading to, and how much time do I have? Anyway, I digress. I did digress. Liars also tend to nod a lot because they're subconsciously trying to get you to agree with them. Yeah. So they gesture with both hands, they scowl or grimace, and they uh, and they nod a lot. This is, this is kind of like Bill Clinton when he does the lip bite. You know? Oh yeah, and he moves that hand and he moves the hand up and down. Yeah, and, and, but, but, and, and guess what? They use on on that 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 series that I'm going to rewatch again. Lie to me. Watch again. Uh, they um, they use Bill Clinton. As an example, you know how they, sometimes they'll use they'll use news clips to show yeah, yeah, the, yeah. the micro expressions of a uh-huh. little twitch in the in the mouth, things like that. This is, this is a dangerous superpower we're giving people. Yeah, I think this is great. That's how to turn yourself into a a, a human lie detector. Okay, so gestures, scowls, and uh, what's the last one? Uh, uh, nodding too much. Nodding yeah, too yeah. much. How can you tell? How do you tell if your five year old is uh, is lying? Oh, she's very obvious. Um, because the, st- the stories she comes up with are completely convoluted. Yeah, yeah, right. So, so yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, no, 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 I didn't hit my sister. Uh, she hit herself with the Lego toy. And the sister's like <laughs> crying in the corner, blood's dripping down her forehead. Like, oh, yeah, I'm sure uh, she did that to herself. Uh, yeah, yeah. They, yeah, they also say, because we've had many of these stories on the radio show, they also say that one of the, one of the signs is that you stop using contraction. So instead of saying, I, I, didn't, I, I didn't stay out all night with Gib, you say, I did not stay out all night with Gib. Yeah, but pretty much if, uh, if if you ever say that, we know you're lying. <laughs> exactly. Um, hey, listen, there's a, there's some uh, wedding intelligence we want to share with you, and this is a conversation starter for you and your friends when you're in the uh, Starbucks line. This wedding season, you may also be asked to RSVP for a brodal shower. The parties typically have masculine themes like lumberjack, where guys eat venison sliders. That sounds amazing. Yep. They have pin the beard on the hipster contests. <laughs> this is real. And they eat cake shaped like a tree stump. Or they have a superhero theme. This would be the one that I would throw. Where guys pose for photos wearing Superman capes or Batman ears. And they sip cocktails named after their favorite comic book uh, characters. You're, you're kind of losing all of your bro credentials if you are taking pictures in costume and sipping cocktails. Yeah. You know, the, so the bro will shout. I get the theme. The theme works. But this sounds like something that some wedding planner was using for an upsell. To some wealthy, well, well-heeled individuals, like, oh, you need to do the bridal shower too. You can't just do the wedding and the bride and the shower, the bridal shower. You have to do the bridal shower, and we'll do all these things. We'll have themed cocktails. It'll, it'll be like, uh, uh, what would be one for Superman? The, the Daily Planet mojito. Yeah, or the uh, or the kryptonite the, mojito. The, yeah, the kryptonite fries. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know why I have mojito on the brain, but it's all mojitos <laughs> in my mind. Yeah, you know. Um, there seems to be a trend in this podcast where it's like it's, it seems like it's it's it is again it's the end of the world. It's like we're trying to spot liars. People are cheating us with with pigs. Mm-hmm. Um, we we have these ridiculous brodal showers. Oh, yeah, it's a great gift and, for a brodal shower. Is a thousand pound sound. Yeah, yeah. And then and then the, and then we can't be trusted to uh, to not cheat on our Netflix queue. Gosh, yeah. these these are the end times, man. Yeah, well, the, I think the brodal shower is probably the number one sign of the end times. The pigs, you know, that, that kind of stuff comes, that's a trend. But this brodal shower thing is weird. I'm not sipping a themed cocktail. You know, what we keep talking about when Jesus comes back, do you think he's even interested anymore? <laughs> yeah. I mean, he, he might get distracted by the pin the beard on the hipster game, though. <laughs> that's exactly right. 
Oh, my gosh. The brutal shower. It's a real thing. And please send us a photo, facebook.com slash, uh, slash John Tesh. And a recipe for your themed cocktails. I just right, want to see it. Right. And while you're sipping your themed cocktail, uh, here, here we go with a couple of uh, tips our researchers found to help you reach your goals uh, for anything. First, and give, you, you and I have talked about this, and we, and we think this is a great tip. If you want to start or restart things, do it on a Monday. Oh, yeah. Because studies show that we're more likely to commit ourselves to change and to stick with it. You don't have to wait for uh, New Year's Day, just on Monday, any Monday. If you have a chance to start with a clean slate, like on the first day of the year, every Monday is the start of a new week, which means we have 52 chances a year to tackle a new goal. That's why studies show Monday is now the most popular day for starting diets and stopping smoking. Yeah, using January 1st is as arbitrary as any other date to be your, yep. your, to yeah. be your yeah. go-to date. It just happens to be the one that we all choose. So why not just pick any random Monday and say, that's the day that I give up eating pastrami and rye four days a week. Yeah. That's the, that's the day. <laughs> that's the week that starts it. Yeah. Uh, here's another tip for reaching your goals. Don't come up with, I love this one. This is you. Yeah. This is me. Burn your ships. Don't come up with a plan B just in case. In several recent studies, people who were told to come up with a plan B were much less likely to reach their main objective because having a backup plan, it makes failure feel more acceptable. That is a if, if, for those of you that don't realize, that is 100% how John lives his life. There is no backup plan. There is just dive in and we're going to make it work. And it's like, it's like jump out of the plane and assemble the parachute midair. That's your, yeah, that's your yeah. thing. I've created some terrible companies doing that, <laughs> but we've also had some, had some success. And you, are, you and I are like that on, uh, on, on stage when we, when we go do our live concerts. Oh, yeah. We, you, you'll, well, you and I, yes. You come up with, we come up with an idea and we start doing it. And no matter how badly it's going... We stay with it until right. it starts to work. Yeah, you have to commit. Yeah. So you sometimes you end up in the audience dancing with somebody who, who actually can't walk, uh, who yeah. needs a walker. Yeah, yeah, sometimes yeah. We've, 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 I, we now incorporate a ukulele into the show. Yes. And it's all because of that. That's just that desire to have no plan B. We don't have something else to fill this. If this bit dies, we're doing the bit. Hey, I'm so glad you brought up the ukulele because um, I get this request a lot from people who say, hey, listen, I didn't learn to play a musical instrument uh, as a kid. Is it too late now that I'm middle-aged? And I, my, my instant response is, this is the best time, like 40s, 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s even, or more. It's, yeah. the, it's the best time because you actually, you actually care about yeah. it. Um, so you don't uh, have to, you don't, it's making a seven year old practice piano yeah, is awful. Yeah, yeah. But if you are committed to something and you're as an adult, you want to learn it, you can make yourself practice. It's not yeah. hard. It can be a little harder because, you know, we do tend to overthink things when we're older instead of just going for it like a kid. But if you can get over that little mental block, uh, the, the instrument and learning it is going to lift your mood and boost your brain power. So Ruth Britton is the chair of the music education department at the university of the Pacific. We love her. Dr. Britton says, it's better to learn from an instructor in person rather than from YouTube videos or online tutorials. I agree with this. It's great because of course the, that's the teacher better. will correct your mistakes. Of course. Yeah. And, and show and, you the proper fingering and you wrist were position. And, and you'll talk about this, but you were, you were learning online, but then, but then all of a sudden, Tim, our bass player, had some tips for you. He did. For, for, uh, for learning. So I, I picked up the ukulele. So the, and let me, let me just set this up for you because the best instrument to pick up, according to Ruth, uh, as a complete novice, is, is the instrument that Jimi Hendrix did. And it was the ukulele. And that was news to me. I had no idea. I thought he was just like, you know, just started on the guitar, the electric guitar. Just picked up a guitar and all no, of a sudden. No, he started on the ukulele. We got to find footage of this. Uh, the ukulele is only four strings, so it's a bit easier. And it's portable. You can take it anywhere. Anywhere. It's super easy. I actually have it with me right now. It is literally the easiest instrument to play. Um, you know, and you can, you can just kind of mess around and play songs. I learned it... Um, I, Didn't I you learn some heavy metal song or something? I did. I learned uh, this. Hold on. 
that's Sweet Child of Mine. Oh, okay. By, well, by Guns N' Roses. Can you sing it too? Well, yeah. I'll, I'll give you some reverb. <laughs> this is like the Howard Stern show or something. She's got a smile and it's. Is the reverb on? It doesn't sound like it. <laughs> no, I don't I'm trying to do my actual <laughs> rose. And I, without the reverb, it sounds terrible. I'll put it on in post. I'll get to it. Everything was as fresh as a bright blue sky. There you go. There you go. Yeah, no. <laughs> now and then, when I see her face, it takes me. All right, this is getting interesting. It takes me away to that special place, and if I stay too long, I'll probably break down and cry. Everybody knows this part. Oh, oh, oh sweet child of mine. It's a little out of my range, I know, but that's it. Keep sweet going. Child of mine. Keep going. Keep going. The, the whole song? Do yeah, you just, have just, I'm going to talk over it. Oh, You've been listening to the Intelligence for Your Life podcast. I'm John Tesh with uh, with Gib Gerard. What we'd love for you to do is, even though we've gotten to this this place in the show, we'd like for you to go to um, the iTunes store and give us a five-star review. We would love that because we'd love to keep doing this show. And and, uh, we will continue to, as we say, move you forward in in your life or cause you to make a difference in other people's lives. That's, That's our mission. That's our purpose. It's the Intelligence for Your Life podcast. So thanks to Matrix Fitness for sponsoring today's show. Matrix Fitness makes premium treadmills, ellipticals, exercise bikes, and ukuleles. Just kidding with the last part. They're going to change the way you look at fitness. It's an exercise experience that's as unique as your fitness goals, all from the comfort of your home. We love this company. Check out their lineup of equipment and save up to $400 on the 2017 brand of the year by heading to johnsonfit.com matrix. That's johnsonfit.com matrix. JohnsonFit.com slash Matrix. (laughs) Well done.